Can I have your attention, please? It is now time for the moment everyone has been waiting for. Tea time with T and Robin. Okay. All right. That sounds awesome. Oh my God! Okay, yeah. it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. What's the procedure, stay everyone? Calm. What's the procedure? Stay calm. Wait, 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 wait. You knew it. Calm down. Show. <laughs> and uh, yes. So, I mean, before we get started, just we're, I'm just going to let you know right now, me and Robin are going to be spilling some tea. We're going to be talking about this game. And if you don't want to hear it, I mean, you can leave now, but we're just going <laughs> to let you know <laughs> what we're doing today um, because it was a hot mess over in London. Um, the Bills lost to the Jags 25 to 20, 25 to 20. That's so crazy score. score. It doesn't. It does not. Um, we're gonna talk about some takeaways in this game, and it was just I'm gonna, gonna go lie. I hated the I hated the game. I hated the game. Was it wasn't a Bills game? It didn't feel like a Bills game. It felt different. Like me and Robin talk before we get on, and it just the Jags is one of those teams to where you're just like they they're always tough. It's always a tough out. So, yeah. Kryptonite. How are you feeling? Well, to yeah. start out, let me say. Oh, yeah. i the one Buffalo thing today because uh, tonight we have a Sabres game to take our mind off of what happened Sunday in London. Right. Uh, but hats off to the Sabres for Rasmus Dahlin signing for eight oh, years. Oh, yes, that's right. Oh, Power signing for seven years. Oh, the future looks so bright with the Sabres. And we might need that to be the case so that we have something to look forward to when the Bills stumble as they did Ugh. in London. And I will say I was not in a good place at all when the whole thing started. And it didn't get any better once the game started. It just went down <laughs> from there. Yeah. Um, okay. So... Where do the we Bills, start? Yeah, so the Bills' first three series was like just one, two, three out. One, two, three out. Um, they didn't get a first out until later on in the first first quarter, like late in the first quarter. They never found their rhythm. Never found their rhythm. Like, it was just like they came out flat. And I'm just, you know how you know Josh is just off when he starts, like, Okay, so the, the pass to Cook, and he it was like he was pushing the ball. Like, it just didn't seem like it was coming out right. And mm -hmm. I'm like, mm, this doesn't look right. Mm -hmm. And then the, I think it was, um, oh, my God, the tight end, Kincaid. You, rent, you got the ball, and you didn't really try to get the first out. I mean, me saying try, you know, whatever. Uh, it just didn't seem like there were, like, um, Stefan Diggs came out and said there was no urgency and you've, you've seen it in the game. It just didn't, just didn't, and I'm not making excuses. Okay. I'm just letting you know what was played out because I hate the fact that we can't say what was played out. And then it sounds like you're making excuses. No, that that's what happened. Did you watch the game? That's what really happened. <laughs> so no excuses on this part. Cause I will get into it later. What me and Robin think about this freaking thing. Yes, but, we, yeah. <laughs> yes, we will indeed. So I will say the injuries, we do have to address that. 
Yes. Of what happened to Matt Milano, what happened to DQ, almost simultaneously, mm-hmm. I might add, did not lend itself to feeling any comfort that this game was going to go in our direction at all. Nope. And I'll be spilling the tea on what I think about flying over 48 hours before you play a game. Oh, excuse me. And oh, excuse me, excuse me. Some of you will check out an article on fanbase.com mm-hmm. that I wrote about biological clock and what experiment failed. Excuse me. The experiment failed. And yeah, furthermore, we'll get into it later, but we do want to talk about a, a comment that the Ravens coach John Harbaugh made about traveling 48 hours before game time. So we'll just hang on to that one for later because the we have so much that we could just go crazy about it, what was wrong with this game. But the one there's a couple things that I wrote down that that kind of stood out to me. Obviously, the offensive line struggled for the first time than we've seen. Oh, my God. And they they struggled, like, right out of the gate. I'm not sure because it seemed like everything was off, like Mm -hmm. the game plan wasn't good. It didn't seem to create a rhythm for the offense at all. And then we have, on top of everything else we have to deal with, we have Kair Elam playing against Calvin Ridley. Really? After he's been inactive? I mean, this is where we're at. This is where we are at. So what do we do with Kair Elam? I say the same thing that we probably should be doing with Dorian Williams, which is uh, play them play them they need okay. to play. either poop or get off the pot with Kair Elam <laughs> and, and honestly I don't know what there is about <clears throat> Elam, but I, I kind of have to say this I'm a little concerned and these are just observations I make because that's what I do Kair Elam never seemed to fit in the backers room if you see him walking in and out coming into practice or whatever, when they take the pictures and stuff, he doesn't seem to be with the defensive backs. He's hanging out with Shaq. He's hanging out with somebody else. Now, what is it about the room that is not mentoring Kair Elam? Because I'm thinking that's why they brought Josh Norman in. They're not bringing, you know, everybody's having a hit. Yeah, no, they're not bringing Josh Norman into play, guys. They're bringing him in as a, a mentor. Um, but I do have a little, I mean, uh, I won't say it on here, but I kind of know <laughs> a little bit about what's going on with Kyrie. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, before I get into Kyrie, you said something about the O-line. Yeah. And Ty, um, Osiris Tyrants. Osiris Torrance had his worst game of the season. And the season is just only six weeks old. Um, Rough start for him. He had holding some ticky tack um, penalties and it was just like, okay, wait a minute. Osiris is getting. So I was like, all right, okay. Something's not right. The old, the whole O-line struggled that whole, that whole game. 
Um, the only, maybe the only one who didn't was um, McGovern. I would say that McGovern still, you know, whatever. But it was just ticky tack fouls. I can't stand the refs. I'm not blaming them at all. It was not an enjoyable game to watch because every time you had something good, something bad went wrong. Two plays, something good, something bad went wrong. And that was the first half was Buffalo. Didn't I think they tried to make it up towards the end of the of the game and said, oh, you know, there's another team playing. But besides all that, I, I, th- I just think it was a rough game to watch. Our O-line didn't help um, Josh out. Our O line didn't help. Not our O line. Our offensive didn't. Offense did not help um, our defense that first half at all. Like that defense was on on the field a lot. And mm-hmm. to look at Kyir, seeing him get cooked constantly every time they needed the first down, it was like let's just throw it over there. Where, oh, where, where's Kyir? We just stored over there first down. It was just like if they did a great p- play, like if Ed Oliver was in the backfield and sacked um, um, Lawrence, it was like third and 18. Oh, Kyrie's over there. Let's throw it to him. And it was just like, oh, my God. And and I'm I'm saying this, but I know he needs playing time. I understand I understand he it. Mentoring. He needs mentoring. I mean, there is something not right about this right. situation that is not sitting well with me. I smell trouble. And I don't really know what it is, but it seems odd to me that there isn't a more concerted effort to bring him into the room, to have the players talking about him, helping him out, coaching him up. All that sort of thing. I don't know why we're not seeing more of that. And I think that is why we're seeing Josh Norman. Uh, well, I'll say this. I'll say this without saying this. Uh, you have a six-round pick, right? He was six-round, was Benford, right? Mm-hmm. Benford was six-round. And you have your number, not number one pick, but your first-rounder pick, right? And you're saying that first-rounder beat out your six-round pick. Now, either... It's you are not the person that is in between the ears, um, acknowledging that you are not learning the way that you need to learn. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but there's some there's there is something there. There is something there. Um, but also too, it's confidence. Oh. If you don't have the confidence. And you're always thinking I'm going to do something wrong. You're not going to play free. You know? Exactly. And I that's why it's so odd to me that there isn't a rally of support from the other players to help him. Mm-hmm. I but get that. It might be. I mean, I don't I don't know. I just I, I'm not it, seeing it. But right. I mean, this is his second year. I've yet to really ever hear anyone in any of the right. that I've heard them talk yeah anything about coaching him up no. taking him under you know doing Positive, any of that yeah. kind of stuff so and um, also too um you you don't hear Sean no that's the yeah. other thing you're right yeah. you're absolutely right so getting back to one other point with Kair Elam and I'm going to refer to my expert friend, Dean Kindig, about this, who taught special education for many decades. 
and mm-hmm. understand special needs people, sometimes players have an alternative learning style that you have to figure out right. how to help them. And maybe this is what Josh is going to do. Come in and teach him. This is how you do it. And also Josh has been in this scheme. Exactly. You know, he's been in Sean McDermott's defense. He knows what to expect, what Sean wants from their cornerbacks, their, you know, linebackers. He knows what Sean McDermott um, expects for this defense. Right. So right. He played with the Panthers. And that's something that everybody said coming in. Kyrie has never had this experience. <clears throat> but you know what, Robin? I call. I don't want to say bullshit, but I kind of call bullshit on some stuff because your your first year is, you know, you're learning. Right. And I get that you you got in, though. You got in towards the end of it, end of the season. We were all going into this offseason saying, Kair, Kair, he played well against, you know, um, Tyreek Hill. I got a pick against, um, excuse me, Kansas City. Oh, my God. We can't wait to what we're going to see the second season. And it just went blah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, wait a minute. We're, what, he got picked what, up. It was a terrible game. It and was a terrible freaking game. Throwing I in, felt bad for him. Throwing in that he was inactive, you know. Prior. Him, yeah. And then and then pitted up against Calvin Ridley. That's that's asking for They're trouble. number one wide receiver. You go against them because we're thinking – even if, you know, you're quick, you're fast, and this guy gets off the ball fast. But if your confidence is not there, and if you're thinking that if I do something wrong, I'm going to get pulled, you're, you're, you're messed up in your head, you yes. know? And then, so and that's, the, that's one of the hardest positions to learn transitioning absolutely. to the, to the NFL. So I'm with you, you know, I'm not trying to make excuses. I just want to present a clear picture of who Kyrie Elam is and what's mm-hmm. happened, what's, what's happened to him. What has his story been since he's been right. with the Bills? I, I think that all plays into something here. Absolutely. I'm sure is far more complicated than, than we know about, but. And, and, and don't get me wrong, right? During the whole game, I'm cussing Kyrie out. <laughs> what the freak? What is this? Oh my God. They're going after him again. Oh, <laughs> So, I mean, with my clear head on a Thursday, I'm like, you know, maybe there's something going on. There's something going on. Not to cut you off. Go ahead. No, I was going to switch because we do have bright spots to talk about. And I just can't be so negative all the time. Yeah, yeah. We got some bright spots. Come on. We got some bright spots in this game. And the first, and you brought it up. AJ Epinesa, please step up to the table and take a bow. Oh my gosh, AJ Epinesa is playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Not just this game, though. No, you know, so no. it's it looks it, it's refreshing because let's talk about it. The offseason, everybody was saying AJ or Boogie Basham. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think some this fan base might have to apologize to AJ, and I'll be the first. AJ, I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> I am sorry because I really thought that maybe Boogie Basham was a little bit above you, but you went out there and you, you completed the assignment. You you read the assignment, you completed it. And you said, I am ready. And he was over there taking oxygen. The man was playing so much. Exactly. (laughs) And, and yeah. And it was refreshing to see that. I do want to add that. I think one of the things that's helped 
AJ a lot is Von Miller. Oh yeah. Going to oh, Von yeah. Miller's SAC Academy or whatever he calls it. Mm-hmm. Uh, learning from one of the best, I think has helped him a lot. Some people say, oh, it's just because he's in a contract year. Well, I don't think so. I think the light's gone on because he's had the right kind of support and he's finally starting to figure it out, which is another reason you just have to sometimes be patient with players. And it's painful, especially when you have a team that's Super Bowl worthy or supposedly Super Bowl worthy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's painful to take this process down, but you have to do it. You, you absolutely have to do it. And it that floats into some things that we'll talk about in the future about Dorian Williams. But anyway, AJ yeah. Vanessa was a bright spot. Yeah, he was a monster. He played, he had strip strip, strip sack from um, Lawrence. He had four t- um, tackles, forced Ooh. fumble, and a recovery. I thought that if he, he didn't recover that ball, I thought one of our guys would scoop it up and take it in for pick six. But I mean, it, and see, and that's what's like, that's hap- that happened. The defense gave our offense opportunities to do so much, Thank and you. the offense was just so flat. The fact that we were still um, eleven to zero in the third quarter, right? Eleven. To it was seven. Just eleven to seven. I'm sorry, eleven to seven, and I was like, "This game is still in reach." Totally. It's a, it was a crazy game, but it was still in reach. It's the same uh, thing. Game was against the Jets. Oh yes, within reach, and it. And and that's the ugly thing that you see rearing its head. And you have to wonder, somebody brought this up and I was thinking, hmm, is there anything to the fact that we struggle more against three, four defenses? Oh, I don't know. Right. I, I'll leave that to all the. Who yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of people out there that can break that down. Break it down. Um, Feel free. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, again, the, the defense was on the field for a long, the majority mm-hmm. of the game. But they still was they were still making plays. They were still in it. Again, no excuses. Some of these ticky tech um, flags. I just thought they were just a, abundance of them. Like you cannot enjoy a game when every time you turn around, there's stoppage of a, of of the game. <laughs> it's like, how is that fun to watch? Yeah. And then let's not talk about the freaking broadcast. What is going on? You have Spanish and freaking English? Huh? Okay. Then on top of that. But no instant replay. I was just going to say, every time there was something going on, I'm like, can I see the inst- Can I see the replay? No instant replay. Like, how is that enjoyable? Not only are we getting beat, but we can't even see a, <laughs> a replay of the stuff. Of a penalty. Like, what is going on? I'm like, okay, they're gonna show it. They're gonna show it. I know they're gonna show it. Out of roll today. You are out of roll. <laughs> and I can't I can't get enough of it. Give me more. Oh, sorry. Give me But two. no, we had we had 19 penalties are called against us, Rob. 19? I think that might be the most. I don't know. Someone can look it up. I don't know. But for me, that that's a lot. In one game. And then going into this game, we really didn't have any. Like this, that talk about lopsided. It was, it was insane. It was insane. Um, but I, 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 what I, oh my god, what's going on with my mouse? But 
What I want to do now, if I can find it, I want us to try to see. I'm never on time doing this. I can't even find it now. Oh, what I want us to do is do this. <laughs> Let's do it. If I can find it, is it going? It's not going. I'm behind. Come on, just spill that. Come on, just spill that. Spill that tea for me. Spare my dirty tea. Yeah, tell me everything. Come on, just spill that. I'm telling you, that just, it settles me down. I may have to play that during the games. <laughs> Let's spill some tea. Because it was, it wasn't a shit show, but it was a lot. <laughs> I'm just on fire with cursing too. I apologize to you guys. I mean, I'm just, games like this just makes me just, like, I'm just animated. I hate it because it was a game that was in reach. But we're going to spill some tea. So we went and seen Darian Williams out there for the first time. I mean, not for the first time, but you know what I mean. And um, I'm not going to lie. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoy seeing what he can do. And he had uh, a deflection. He had a tackle for a loss. But he was also over over, over, over pursuing. Mm -hmm. um, he got out because Sean seen that. He was missing tackles and they put T dot in. But I love the fact that I see him, Williams, there. And and, and to get that experience, it's only gonna make him better to put him out there and um allow him to play. And if it causes a game, which I don't think it will, um, it's fine because he's getting it, that, that experience. Um, yeah, that's my my tea for, for Darian Williams. Well, I will say Dorian. Williams. My bad, Dorian. Yes. Dorian, our favorite friend, Dorian. Um, I was very impressed with what I saw. Over pursuing is usually a confidence thing, lack of experience. It's like you just want to, you know, you want to do it all at once. Mm -hmm. You want to do it all now. The game will slow down for him. Oh, yeah. Allow him to play. And my thoughts on Dorian Williams is that. I was crying because I thought my bad Terrell Bernard was going to be a dud. Mm -hmm. He's turned into a beast. A lot but of apology letters. All the problem <laughs> in my head immediately in terms of worrying about inside linebacker, because the dude is outplaying Tremaine Edmonds. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Let's face it. That was a good move. And Brandon Bean, I, when he said it, I, I kind of chuckled. Oh yeah, we might have the guy we need right on the roster now. We yeah, I said the like, same thing. Does he know who he has on his roster? I thought he was spewing it, man. I just thought he was spewing it, but I was I was definitely wrong about definitely wrong about Terrell Bernard. However, two things. I'm sad to see Milano go, not because for all the obvious reasons, but also right. because he had started to form a oh. really good chemistry with Terrell Bernard. You could just mm -hmm. see this thing blooming yeah. and then boom. So what I'm thinking about is let no more Tyrell, no more AJ Klein, please put mm -hmm. Dorian Williams in and let him play. He's bigger, he's faster, and he's the future of that position. <laughs> AJ Klein is a break. What is it? What is it? 
uh, break, just in case, whatever you call it, case and whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't see, uh, I don't see AJ coming in. But again, I don't know. Um, it's yeah, but Dorian has to play. The way he has to play her is from playing, and I think from what I can see, the limited amount of time that I've been able to watch him, it seems as if. He's learning as he's going. Okay. Mm -hmm. You don't always see that with players. Like, okay, they make a mistake. They over pursue, they do whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they come back and it's like, okay, I don't do that. And they don't do that anymore. Then there's other players that keep on making the same mistakes over and over. Right. Over and over again. I don't see that with Dorian Williams. I think he's the kind of player who will continue to get better. And what and I, I'm not going to minimize because we're going to be talking about the Giants game. I don't want to minimize anything about the Giants' ability. Mm -hmm. or whatever. But if there was a team that they had to play, a, mm -hmm. this is the team that could help right. Dwayne Williams gain more confidence. So and I, not even that. I think the next few games too, Robin, yes. is if, you know what I mean? And again, not we're not downplaying any team because it it's a week to week. You have your starter. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, until Matt Milano came back, which, oh, by the way, that's the other thing that's a good piece of news on both DQ and Matt Milano, according to Sean McDermott, they haven't been ruled out for the season. Right, yeah. That's, right. that's big compared to anything I thought that, that was happening on Sunday. I thought both their seasons were done. So I'm praying that's the case. I'm praying that's the case. Yeah, I'm praying that it's the case. But even if it isn't the case, Dorian Williams will continue to get better. He will learn on the fly. And he's got Bernard next to him. And boy, in just a, I feel like <clears throat> an idiot because for so long, I just thought Bernard was yeah. and a lot smarter than I ever gave him credit for. And no, he's not big. He's small, but pound for pound, he is a tough customer. And he and always- This is why we are fans. <laughs> I, I, I was wrong, wrong, wrong. Well, I think we are, all, we are all wrong. But speaking about continued on um, on Williams, I think we've seen this with um, James, James Cook, when he first came in and right. he was, he would catch the ball and it seemed like he was stumbling. He was yes. just moving too fast. Yes. I and he didn't towards the end of the season he slowed down and now look at him yes. look at him now. Mm -hmm. uh, Dorian will he'll get it. He will oh. definitely get it. You you'll see everything. It's like now you just see everything so fast. You know, oh my god, I gotta I gotta get my feet are going before my whole body. Like you know, so I think he'll mm -hmm. he definitely will get it. Um, he's gonna be a, a player on this team for sure. But before we move on. I want to talk about something that pissed me off <laughs> in that game. Um, so the two two point conversion pissed me off. I'm like, okay, you guys went and got Hardy, right? I was big on Shakir, still kind of big on Shakir. Um, but what was that? What was that? What was that? Now he shot, he threw the ball to him, which Josh, you got to put some zest on that, baby. You got to put some zinger on that. He just floated it out there, and I'm just like, okay, wait. So when he threw the, the, the angle that we all seen from the TV, it was like, oh, he's going to be wide open. And all of a sudden, everything just closed fast. I was like, what the hell? Could you not put Hardy there? Could you not put um, Sherfield there? That's a big, 
big um, wide receiver. Like, I just don't, sometimes I just I don't understand what is going on. That pissed me off. Or how about this? You have a big freaking quarterback back here. Use him. <laughs> I don't know. Just ran. <laughs> Whatever. It's cool, though. We're going to move on to the Giants. The Giants is our next opponent. Yes, it's a are. reunion. It's a family reunion. Brian Dable and Tyrod. So I seen something today. Um, someone was saying it's it's a revenge tour for Tyrod. I'm like, why is Tyrod on a revenge tour? Why is he upset with us? Like, what's going on? And I'm like, because I don't I don't know if um, Daniel Dimes or Danny Dimes or Danny Jones is going to play. If I was them, I would not allow him to play. His neck got snapped bad. That O-line looks horrible. But did you know the Giants haven't scored a first quarter touchdown in any of their last 12 games going Whoa. back to last year? Whoa. Yeah. You know, that's very interesting. I, I didn't know that. And I'm just thinking off the cuff here. But it seems to me in Dayball's offenses, when he was in Buffalo, it seemed like, a lot of our teams, a lot of our games were slow out of the gate. No, they were. They were. And then also, too, prior to this podcast, I had a podcast where my friend's going to be doing it. She's going to be bringing it back. It was called Third Quarter Down. And okay. every third quarter, we were down. We come out the half, and there was no – like, you just went into the half to speak about the momentum, how you got to get back into the game. And it was just like – it was flat. That's why we called it third quarter down because it was just like, did we just talk to you guys in the locker room? <laughs> what is, what are we doing here? Another yeah. fact, they're averaging six sacks a game. Wow. I can't make this stuff up. Woo. Woo. They are, they, he's gotten sacked 30 times already and it's only the sixth game. Right, we're going to the sixth game. Yep, and he's been hit fifty times. I did see that stat. This is your O line protecting your quarterback. There's no way. There's no way. Something. <clears throat> excuse me. As we talked about earlier with Kair Elam, it it seems to me like something's up with this Giants team this year, and I'm not really sure what it is mm -hmm. because. They, they made the playoffs and, you know, Dayball's coach of the year and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden they come out this year and they look like dog meat. And it's, it's, it didn't escape my attention. It makes me wonder mostly about, do you think that the Giants rushed into the decision to give Daniel Jones all that money? Uh, I, as a, a Bills fan, I would say yes, be, yes, but what other opportunity or what other, what was the other plan? Because if either Saquon, which now is, is hurt or, and it, and, and they can get it from under it. It can, um, they're going to be over the cap, but they can get from under it. Um, but what, I mean, you would never thought that from the playoff game that you've had last year, you were a playoff team, right? And then you had pieces and you made, 
you got pieces for him. Now I don't know what you did with your O line because I really don't follow the Giants that 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 mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you went from a playoff team to now like you're tanking, like right. So it's just like, and I get every year is different, but yeah. every year is different to that magnitude. Well, again, you know, for me, the dots that I'm that I'm I'm connecting that I don't know whether they're right or not, but I wonder about the team. Even did they think about Daniel Jones and how he, you know, how did he get on in the locker room with the players and all that? Because it just right. looks to me like it's like the players have lost faith in Daniel Jones to some extent too. Now, in fairness, I think you're right. The offensive line is leaving him out there to be killed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then you also wonder, it's like, well, you know, if the offensive line, you know, if that's not their guy... Um, you know, how many times and you don't right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Let me just finish this thought. How many times have we been aware of under underpinnings in the locker room? Oh yeah. Tyrod Taylor is a backup because Tyrod Taylor is a very good quarterback. And I don't want to hear what anybody else has to say. I don't care. I don't care what anyone says. Tyrod Taylor was a very good quarterback. He had issues, and the only issue that I ever had with him was his reluctance to throw the ball down mm-hmm. the field. Mm-hmm. He was so hung up on not throwing interceptions that yeah. that's what he did. But short of that, Tyrod Taylor is an excellent quarterback. And you can't tell me that if the players are like mm, on Daniel Jones, that they might not be like, okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll just play a lot harder when Tyrod's in. Right. Right. Because right. Sometimes happens naturally. Right. If you gravitate that way or your mind is thinking, Jesus, I think Tyrod's a better quarterback than the quarterback. You know, you, you can, you can go there. So I'm wondering if there isn't a bigger problems with the giants in terms of having their team on the same page, you know, being behind the quarterback that they have. I mean, even as bad as their offensive line is they're they, I mean, they were letting him get killed. No, I mean that their, their star players, their center's not playing. I don't think their right tackle isn't playing. Let me see if my notes. Oh, so are they wiped out? Right tackle's not playing. Yeah, um, and they're 29th against the run, so we'll be able to run against these guys. Um, let me see what else. Yeah, there's something going. And this team likes to blitz. This team of the Giants, they like to blitz, and Josh is great against the blitz. I mean, sometimes he has, you know, these games, but I think this is a get-right game for the Bills. It better be. Yeah, it better be. It definitely better be. Um, what else did I have? I don't think I don't see Daniel Jones playing this game. I don't. I, I think don't. Tyrod would do a better job anyway. I, I think Tyrod would do a better job because Tyrod will run. But also, too, Daniel Jones can run. He hasn't, but Daniel Jones can yeah. run, and Tyrod will absolutely run. Yeah, he will. I'm I'm loath to say it, but I do think that we have to be very, very careful not to take this game too lightly 
you know, I, I, I don't like saying that kind of stuff, but, but we really do have to be mindful of the fact that this, just because the giants look like hot poop doesn't mean that they aren't going to come out to play and especially day ball coming home. Right. I'll say this about this game and I know it's a week to week lead and I get what you're saying. If, if it wasn't for that London game, I would probably be a little nervous about this game. And, you know, I don't believe in trap games. I believe that guys come out and play regardless of what it is. Um, but I think for anything else, I think the guys are just like, they're glad to be home. I'm glad to be eight o'clock Sunday. The atmosphere is going to be awesome. It's going to be lights lit. That stadium's going to be lit up and they're going to be excited to be home. Um, so I don't see... I don't see it being other a game other than we want to whoop ass because every time the Bills lose is a big uproar. Of course, I mean this is you know? come on, yeah, super fans, we're idiots. That's why you know this is what we do. So we overreact to everything. I expect, like you, they will come out and play like they did against Miami in mm -hmm. terms of okay, we are focused. And I have absolutely no doubt that they, that they will come out and want to expunge the remnants of the last game behind them. Because yeah. it was, you're right. I mean, we talked about it. The game was a hot mess. Yeah. The only other thing I worry about in this game is that our defensive line is hobbled and I'm not sure I, I have to see this because Puna is going to come in because we need Puna in there, but I don't know what the relationship is like yet. Cause we haven't seen it between Puna and Oliver in the regular mm -hmm. season. Mm -hmm. We know what DQ and Oliver do together. And I believe a lot that the reason why Ed Oliver is playing the way Ed Oliver is playing is because Daquan Jones was next to him and allows us to play yeah. free. So bring in Puna, and I'm not saying that's going to be a downgrade at all, but I wonder if the chemistry is going to be the same. If it's not, then we may have the same situation as we did last year with Oliver being kind of inconsistent at times. Mm -hmm. So, that's my only concern, you know, with re with mm -hmm. regard to no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because they haven't played together. I mean, Ed Oliver, Ed Oliver, and um, um, Daquan Jones were just like peanut butter and jelly. Exactly. You know what I mean? They just, they just fit. It was just, it was beautiful to watch because yeah. it was like if one wasn't pursuing the other, if the other wasn't pursuing, it was, it was, it was Jones. So it was just beautiful you know, a beautiful song, a beautiful mentally that they were, they were out there playing, but I truly believe Puna is going to step into that role and, and be all right. I, it was a stat when it came to Jones, I can't remember, but he was top in something and I didn't write it down, but he's going to be missed majorly. He's going to be missed because he, I think he was having an all pro season. And I, I even said, do you extend him now? Because he was, he was that much of a factor, even last year in that in that playoff game. You mm -hmm. can see, <clears throat> excuse me, he wasn't in, and you and you knew he wasn't in. 
Right. But um, I, I'll say this about this Giants game. They have a guy, Dexter Lawrence, mm-hmm. a defensive um, player. And if you don't um, know where he's at, he can cause You'll havoc. Out. Yeah. <laughs> You'll see. So, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's going to cause havoc if you, if you allow him to. Um, but I see the Bills winning this game. I do. I think they want to get back on the winning streak because they have, you know, these other games coming up where they can stack some wins. So I think this will be one on, oh, excuse me, on many. So, yeah. Okay. I just have one last thing to say. And it's always me bringing on the rant. But (laughs) I really do hope that people will stop the BS about Stefan. Oh, I was going to say that too. I'm glad you said it. Y'all got to stop. You guys got to stop. Stop it. When Josh explained, and you could tell that Josh was irritated. Irritated. Very irritated. When he actually says that outright, you know, I'm kind of gets to me a little bit or whatever, however he said it, it, he, he minimizes, he was angry and he should be angry and the rest of the team should be angry and fans who understand football and understand Stefan Diggs should be angry because Stefan Diggs was not having a diva moment on the sidelines. No, he said he ran the wrong route and And was mad mad at himself. So all I can say is for those people that, you know, want to, get on the Stefan Diggs yelling train, get off it really because Stefan Diggs is fine. He's fine with playing in Buffalo. He's fine playing with Josh Allen. He's fine. Just like I want well, to let me the- ask you. But let me- fine. Right. But let me ask you this. I'll, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate here. Right. Really? If you know, someone's watching you and watching every move that you make. Should you feed into it with all of that? Or should you just say, I don't care. I'm just, I'm giving, I'm pushing it back, but okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, I don't, I don't care. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But we knew, we kind of knew this was going to be the season though. We knew this was going to be what it was going to be this season. Anything he did. Anything he does. Part of it is Stefan's personality in terms of he's very expressive. He's Mm -hmm. very emotional. He's very intense. And he likes to screw with people's minds. I mean, he love to do that. That is a very basic part of his personality is poking at people. And we give him, as we, I say, as a fan base, we give him so much to poke at. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. of all our ridiculous assumptions about him not wanting to be in Buffalo and blah, 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 whatever, you know, just stop it. That's all. Yeah. I'm so with you. Um, again, we could care less unless it comes out of his mouth to say, I don't want to be in Buffalo anymore. I want to go somewhere else and have an opportunity to win a, a, a championship, a Super Bowl. Then Stefan is ours. 
So for all of you people out there writing that he is upset, look at him, he threw the tablet. You don't even know why he threw the tablet because I don't think he went up to you. I'm throwing the tablet because I'm upset with Josh, guys. He didn't do it, so we don't know. And yeah, let's just just leave it. Just leave it alone. Okay. I know it's and I know it's I you can get clickbait, you can get a lot of people clicking on your articles and stuff like that and your videos when you do it. I understand it. But us here in Buffalo, we can't stand it. <laughs> okay. And us here at tea time, we can't stand it. We can't stand it. Can't stand so it. yeah. So poor, leave poor Stefan alone. Yeah, yeah, and someone stole his car, but we'll leave that alone. Um, freaking idiots. I don't even think of nobody from Buffalo, but you know how that goes. Bad name for us all the way around. But anyway, um, thank you guys for tuning in to Tea Time with Robin, episode 20. No, no 30 what? something. No, 40, it's 42. It's 42. 42. <gasps> 42. Yeah. Is that Dorian Williams' number? He's 40. He's 40. No, Von Miller's 40. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. There, yes, he is. 42. Look at that. 42. Dorian's 42. Gonna that means he's going to. He's going to go off. This, he's on an awesome, awesome game on, on Sunday. Um, But, yes, yeah, so thank you, guys. This was Tea Time with Robin. I am T. She is Robin. And it's always go Bills. And Sabres. And Sabres, yes. Peace out, y'all. Until next time Mafia, this has been Tea Time, with T and Robin. The bills make me wanna Shout